What are you going to do, Commissioner? There's only one thing we can do. Sir, it's the Batfield. Yes, Commissioner. Batman. We'll be right there. Biff, bam, pow. This is Batman Land. Be careful. Maybe a trap. Each week we chat about the 1966 Batman TV show. We're Batman and Robin, the crime fighters. We discuss the episodes that aired this week on SBS Vice Land. My name is Dan Barrett. I'm joined this week by my blushing co-host, Nick Bassine. It's a pleasure to be here as always, Dan. And usually I come up with some sort of uh, clever, jokey way to introduce people. But our guest today, basically, he is Batman. He's a guy that builds his own Batmobile, like a full roadworthy Batmobile. And I could not be more excited to have in the studio with us, Zach Milhailovich. It's pretty good. I got the name right. Yeah, Mi- yeah. Milhailovich. As we were saying before, I've got no idea really how it's pronounced. <laughs> we are here to talk about Batman. Now, yes. each week we do talk about the Batman episodes we've seen this week on SBS Viceland. Nick... As is always the case, I never have a clue what on earth I have witnessed, although I will say this week the narrative is a lot easier to follow than most. But Nick, run us through what happened. So as far as I can tell, there's some harmless cat-related stuff stolen from a bunch of places. All three are cat-oriented. And they're blaming Catwoman. The princess of plunder. Catwoman. The police, as usual, can't and won't do anything about it. (laughs) When facing an adversary like the Countess of Criminality, there is only one man who can deal with... So Batman and Robin try to ferret her out by running some fake news in a gossip column. So what can I do for you, Batman, baby? Need a little free publicity? (laughs) But the columnist is in league with Catwoman and her cat burglar who look more like they're in the Mickey Mouse Club. You are the creme de la creme of Gotham City's cat burglars. They set some traps, but there's an eclipse and Batman and Robin get away. Batman, you think of everything. They track Catwoman, who impersonates an old lady, to the Gotham State Building. They're about to throw Robin out of a window again. Twelve floors straight down. But Batman tells them not to, so they stop. All right, cat. They fight. Get the gossip columnist is a lot stronger than he looks. Yeah. But Batman and Robin win, and Catwoman hits on Batman hard. Have I got a girl for you? And he's into it. Batman, are you blushing? Really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah, that was fierce. She was shameless. I was I was into it. I liked it. Yeah, now this is obviously a Catwoman-themed double-parter. I have to say, I went into this expecting it to be reasonably entertaining. These were two really good episodes. Yeah. Yeah, the second Absolutely. episode started to lose me a bit, but right at the end, it just came back in full force. Man, this is something phenomenal. Uh, these two episodes, it was Hot Off the Griddle, which aired initially on September 14th, 1966, and The Cat and the Fiddle, uh, September 15th, 1966. Zach, before we go into the episode itself, like, when was the last time you saw 66 Batman? Uh, it would have been the movie that I had on VHS. Yeah. So I bought a video easy out of all their VHS, and that was <laughs> yeah. one little goodie in the pack, and I... I didn't really get through it. I think I'm, I watched like Band of Brothers or something, so I was into something really intense and then put that on and my brain just couldn't compute what was happening. Yeah. Um, so, 10 years. Look, I love the movie, but I don't think the TV show and the movie are really comparable. Like, I think the TV show is just so much better because yeah. it just compacts so much great Batman goodness into 25 minutes. So when was the last time you watched an episode of, uh, of the show? But this 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 one probably will probably going oh, back oh. 15 20 years okay yeah um because like my my mum was into it is that weird she was into it <laughs> I, it, might, it might be it depends yeah. on why well it was it was it's quite an erotic episode that one wasn't it like <laughs> it was. i didn't know wait was your mum into it as much as catwoman seems to be into batman in this one no uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna say no that's <laughs> pretty difficult uh but you watched it as a kid yes okay yeah and then just love the formula of the way the episodes you just get in the same dose you know in a different way 
and then you just got a different appreciation for it when you get older, especially some of the actors that are in it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I'd imagine you have a different appreciation for it when you've built your own Batmobile. But we're going to get to that. Yes. Yeah, we'll get to that yeah. later. I'm, I'm very excited by this week's episode. Uh, the beginning of these two-parters started with some cat burglaries that are taking place. The Catwoman and her henchmen, they stole a whole bunch of different things through a series of cat burglaries. Uh, we saw a Lacey's catalogue, much like Macy's, uh, the department store from the US. Uh, there was a pair of mittens, or maybe three mittens, as we find out shortly, and a sort of model catamaran from the Nautical Society. Uh, the middens belong to Andrew S. Kitten, who yes. is the father of triplets and Gotham's father of the year. And parachuted down, too. Yeah, so Catwoman didn't even go into the apartments. Yeah. She was just waiting for the goods. Uh, but the father of the year thing stuck out at me, Nick. You have spent some time as a daddy blogger. I have. Okay, like, you get upset when you hear about Gotham's father of the year. And it's a guy named Andrew S. Kitten. It doesn't sound like a real name. He seems dodgy. Like, is your back immediately up against the wall when you hear about guys like this? Um, well, yeah, when I, during my time as a daddy blogger, I, I hated all <laughs> other daddies and daddy bloggers. I, because I was going for supremacy. I yeah. wasn't there to make friends. No. And so, yeah, any daddy named Kitten sounds like, sounds like fake news. Yeah, totally understand. Uh, now, Catwoman, she's decided that she's going to smirch the good name of Gotham's fair metropolis, apparently. Nick, did you understand what was going with the canary business? No. In a word, No. <laughs> But um, is something to do with uh, cats liking to, eat can liking to eat canaries? You'd set a thief to catch a thief. You'd set some cheese to catch a mouse. To catch this breed of cat, you'd set a bird. Correct, Robin. And what kind of bird? A canary. You've done it again, old chap. I really like the introduction of Jack O'Shea. Apparently he's too theatrical for Batman's tastes. Uh, but he has the third phone booth at a bookstore, mm. which is dedicated to him and his quote-unquote journalism taking place. And I don't know what sort of crazy bookstore this was, because one, it's a Wait, bookstore. Was it a with, bookstore or was it a like a Woolworths well, like no, with, a, like a dine, with a dining well, that's it. counter it was, and everything? It was announced by Batman that it was a bookstore, and oh, you could really? see the bookstore signage behind. I can't remember the name of the store. But you got three phone it booths. It was Globs. Globs. What the fuck? <laughs> What kind of name is Glob? <laughs> that's not a real name. Very good question. But there seems to be some sort of deli taking place there as well, because Jack O'Shea reached out and he was calling for... Hey, Pupsy, make me corned beef on white, heavy on the mayo, two glasses of buttermilk. You know, some sort of deli meat type thing. Yeah, it was super weird. Um, it looked more like one of those old-timey drug stores where you've got lots of different kind of products you can buy, as well as a lunch counter. Yeah, now Jack O'Shea had a humorous thing of claiming not to know who Batman was. Mr. O'Shea, this is Batman. Who? Yeah, and who? then Batman oh. took it seriously and is yeah. like, well, we met several weeks ago at the newspaper. Come on, who is this really? Hubble? Leonard? <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. That was very good. Uh, did you guys know who Jack O'Shea was? Like, did he look familiar to either of you? He, he looked like someone straight off the set of I Dream of a Genie. Like that. <laughs> Working actor in the 60s that would do all the sitcom shows. Oh, yeah. He but was very much of a piece. And great voice. He had a great a great voice, didn't he? Like, yeah. Like, you're on the money saying that, you know, he was definitely somebody. Uh, the guy's name was Jack Kelly. He was best known for playing Bart Maverick from the TV show Maverick. Um, oh. So this was, you know, the James Garner show. Yeah, yeah. okay. As I learned, because Maverick's definitely before my time, 
And I've never seen the original, but I've seen the movie with uh, Mel Gibson. Gibson. Great movie. Well, I don't know if it holds up, but it's fine. I, oh, I still it. enjoy it. I watched it not long ago. Is that right? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Fantastic. It's fun. Who's the female lead? Is it Trudy Foster? Trudy Foster. Yeah. yeah. And Ghana too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so Ghana comes back for us. He's his dad. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but apparently what happened was they're filming the show and Ghana was the star of the program at the beginning, but they fell into massive like overruns where they just weren't getting the episodes out fast enough. So they ended up coming up with some sort of gimmick where every second episode, it was a James Garner episode, but then it introduces brother. And so they alternate Mavericks. So you've got, I think it's Brett Maverick is the main Maverick, but then you've got Bart Maverick, which is the um, Jack Kelly character. Now, Jack Kelly was with the series for the entire five or six seasons. And then when James Garner left, like a third Maverick brother came into it and he became the alternating Maverick. And TV does not get made like that anymore. This is quickly turning into the Maverick show. Maverick cast. Maverick land. I have to say that I didn't watch uh, any of the other Catwoman episodes. This was my first Catwoman experience. There's only been one so far. And our other co-host on the show, Fiona, was in for that week. Can I ask you, what did you think of her performance? I thought she was incredible. Yeah, Julie Newmar, right? Yeah. She's amazing. So sexy, so cool. And what I liked was that you could see how Michelle Pfeiffer seemed to model her performance on Julie Newmar's, but she stripped away all the yeah. 60s sexist bullshit and, and she was able just to be sexy and cool. Yeah, lie on the puns, get rid of the puns. Yeah, oh, and the then, puns were yeah. killing me. Yeah. <laughs> But it was, yeah, it was inspiring. I really loved it. Now, the thing I noted in the first episode, and keep in mind, first season Batman only had one Catwoman episode for the entire duration. So by the time I've seen this episode, there's been the first season and then she was in the movie as played by Lee Merriweather. But right. Julie Newmar's back in the show. So she's the TV Catwoman for the first two seasons. But what's kind of interesting is I found her to be really unhinged. It seemed like much the same as remember when Cesar Romero kicked off as the Joker in the first season. He was really, really uh, like there was something off about him. Like he was just sort of slightly crazy and could snap at any moment and go from being sort of a cartoonish kind of a villain to something really just quite nasty. I felt she does the same thing. And I was concerned with the second episode because as we've seen so far, no performance as one of these villains is necessarily the same episode to episode. But she's come back and like I kind of feel like she's got that same level of slightly um, anarchic, sort of uh, slightly crazy um, background to her. There's something going on with her. Yeah, she's amazing. And I guess what I lamented is that, and like I, I guess most of the um, most of the villains, but with her in particular, people are very mean to her. First of all, she's called all kinds of horrible names. Somebody calls her a witch. They insist Batman insists she's not a lady. The Countess of Criminality, Princess of Plunder. V Countess yeah. of Venality <laughs> and, a, yeah. and a hateful hussy. And and then at the end, she's kind of stripped of her dignity a little bit in a way that I didn't like. You know, I thought she should. But eh, she kind of she kind of kept her cool, too. She did throw him out of the building. Yeah. 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 Which was was quite angry. I actually kind of like that because every time we see the dynamic duo being trapped by the villain, they're always put into, as we see at the end of this episode, a moment where they're trapped some sort of ridiculous contraption like a um, rooftop mm, like Ma- barbecue cookout with giant magnifying glasses. Uh, but her first plan, her first instinct was just to throw them out the window. Yeah, great instinct. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that's what you do when you want to murder a caped like crusader. I got so excited when I, you see them sail out the window like, hey, 
maybe this is the one where they get murdered. <laughs> but no, then that net shows up. Well, this is it. I mean, as Batman kept banging on about, like a Boy Scout, be prepared. And so when they did get thrown out of the window, somehow Batman had the foresight to think that was a possibility. And so he got Captain Ahab and the White Whaling Company to put up some fishnets around the building. Always be prepared. What was more impressive about that is that the henchmen didn't see it on the way up. Yes. <laughs> so it was put after. So they're like, I'm going to need you there at 6.47 <laughs> to put this net up. You've got two minutes. Yeah, because at 6.53, we're yeah. out the window. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. The, the six, and he knew six <laughs> seconds too, so he was on the money. Yeah, completely on the money. What I loved, you got the scene with a henchman who refused to talk. They're pushing him around, they're, you know, going to give him what for. They threaten him with all sorts of things, but it's only when O'Hara, and he refuses to talk, he will not do it. But as soon as O'Hara gets his Irish police officer hand and is about to give him what for, he just suddenly starts squealing like a canary. You can kick me, hit me, and stomp me, but I'll never talk. All right, I'll talk. Uh, but that guy, like, I was impressed with his, like, comedic chops. It's this guy named Buck Cartarlin. And he was also the cigar-smoking gorilla from the Planet of the Apes movies. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so there's another Planet of the Apes reference here. Uh, he was a guy that kept on acting right up until his death in 2016, so we've only just lost him. Uh, recently, he was in episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm and How I Met Your Mother. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, like, when I saw photos of him later in life, I'm like, I know this guy. Like, he was a character actor right through. Mm. Oh, you recognized him. Oh, well, I, he kind of seemed familiar in a way that, you know, a lot of these 60 faces kind of look. Because I've seen every familiar. episode of How I Met Your Mother at least five times, and I, I couldn't recognize You don't him. remember his character name, Henry? Don't remember. Don't remember. Yeah. Uh, he would look slightly different 50 years on. So <laughs> bear in mind, there's been probably some aging there. At some stage, he was rocking a moustache. Now, I was also very busy just laughing constantly at How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. yeah I mean, just nonstop. Did, the, did he have the leopard print on? That might have given it away. Nah, in the well, is he, they're cat, are they cats or mouse henchmen? They're oh, cats, they're cats, they? they're cats yeah. but they look like uh, Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Amazing scene. Aunt Harriet cutting loose in stately Wayne oh, Manor. With the cat too, see. It's the latest dance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. She's got moves. Listening to the Cthusi by Benedict Arnold and the Traitors, which is a reference to Paul Revere and the Raiders, right. a popular music act of the moment. There were a few pop culture references in this one. Uh, they had the Superman thing with the, it's a bird, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's cat burglars. Yeah. That was pretty good. Um, well, good's very generous. Well. Yeah. Um, there were, I, I laughed out loud a couple of times um, when Catwoman says, uh, nobody likes a preacher crime fighter. That was kind of funny. Uh, Robin says, holy oleo. I don't know what oleo is, but. She says, I, I didn't know you could yodel. <laughs> it's like a weird airplane uh, naked gun type joke. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. The next scene, we see them at this club called the Pink Sandbox. Now, guys, this club, definitely something going on here. What are your immediate thoughts? I, w I would say if a, uh, my group of friends came to me and said, let's go to the Pink Sandbox, <laughs> my hand would be up. Yeah. I mean, this place, a good weekend this place was rocking. You're in for a certain kind of a night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, they, Batman and Robin sit down for a meal, which was really great. I mean. They do things with the only people dining. Yes. What are your specialties? Cat burgers with catsup, chicken cacciatore, and various cuts of meats from choice Kansas City cattle. If you'll come back in a moment, we'll give you our orders. All right. Yeah. So the after 10 menu. <laughs> what else goes on there after 10? 
but they are sitting in this booth, and I like just a second later, it swings around to trap the dynamic duo. So the entire place is a ruse. It's a mouse trap of sorts. But they find themselves in a little bit of a booth where they're then forced into an elaborate trap where they're forced to dance on a very hot floor, which Catwoman uh, yeah. proves is incredibly hot by cooking an egg on it. Two eggs. It was two eggs. Two eggs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why she bothered with the hot floor if she was just going to gas them anyway. Yeah. And then she had the elaborate like upstairs uh, magnifying glass thing as well. Like weird, how pre-prepared weird. was she? Just shoot these guys. Well, yeah. Just shoot them. Yeah. Uh, a fun scene right at the end of the second episode where the elevator they're trying to take to get to the yeah, top of this auction house, uh, the top, it's not working, so he goes to get a bat jet, shoves it at the bottom, and fires it off. And I thought it was a bit strange seeing only Batman, like, out and about. It's rare you see only a Batman scene. But yes. we find out where Robin's been all the time, and he's dressed as Mr. Zucchini. Mr. Zubin Zucchini. And there's this amazing scene where Burt Ward comedically, I don't think generally delivers the goods, but he's hilarious in this scene where he's there facing off against Catwoman who's dressed up as an old lady whose name I've forgotten. And so she's there in character. He's there in character in a trench coat and a moustache and yeah. whatnot. It's fantastic. I was well into that. But of course, in typical Robin style, as soon as he reveals himself, he gets uh, he gets caught. The cat burglars just grab him. He's garbage. He's terrible at this. And they go to throw him out the window again. Oh, he's a weak and ineffective superhero. <laughs> Incredibly so. Uh, right at the end, we do see the uh, Batman-Catwoman romantic tete-a-tete. Oh, so hot. At first, she seemed a little bit humiliated, and I didn't like that. But then Batman's into it, and yeah. it all turns up. But he a, turns up. It was a bit much. She had, like, sort of six dudes sort of standing around watching this romantic. Uh, yeah, it was, it was not quite right. That's the innocence of it, though. That's what's... But the best part, I think. But the innocence was corrupted by a very blushing Batman right at the end as Catwoman came to him, not to kiss, but rather to give just a gentle little purr. Normally, it's clear that the police are the uh, completely incompetent ones in this show. But Batman's, I mean, Batman is a detective. He's a serious detective and his detective work consists of running up to somebody in front of a building saying, have you seen Catwoman? <laughs> Come on, do your homework, Batman. That's a reasonable question. Well, have you seen, have you seen, have you seen Cat, Catwoman? Do you know where she is? Do you know where she might be? Any clues? Do some, do some work. That's part of the process. Unbelievable. I also have to say that I watched this with my seven-year-old. He's obviously grown up on the, the newer ones and it's possibly questionable parenting that I'm taking him to these movies. But... <laughs> He didn't like. He doesn't like how Catwoman's uh, claws are always out in the Julie Newmar version, because in um, is this like a Wolverine thing? He's used to the claws being able to come out. Yeah, in the I guess Anne Hath is Anne Hathaway or Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm not sure. Hers which. was always out too. Hers were just like the stick-on sewing. Yes, that's things. right. But so Anne Hathaway, do they retract? She didn't really had them. They were more a functional glove. Um, so what was he talking about? probably the Wolverine reference, but I like that his thought process is that he needs to be able to see two characters. He needs to be able to see someone that's pretty chilled and then someone that when the claws are out, it's business, it's party time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I like that. That's how you know it's, uh, yeah, it's time to go. Did your kid dig it generally? He was more into this, th these episodes, I think because of Catwoman, because she's very recognizable, yeah. bad guy. Um, but generally he's, he's kind of bored. Yeah. Really? 
there yeah, was a with, lot with of, these yeah. with the old show. Yeah, he's much more into um, you know Batman versus Superman and um, because that of your, level of violence because of your dodgy parenting. Yes, he he and and you know it just yeah the effects it looks better. Yeah, you know, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Because the good thing about doing this podcast is I've heard from a number of responsible parents of whom like their oh, kids have yeah. been really enjoying it. Yeah, I've ruined it for my child, apparently. Although he did pick up on um, the excessive amount of gassing that takes place on this show, which has got to be against the Geneva Convention. So many people are gassed. Like, that's a kid's show. There's some, yeah, some heavy content. I mean, <laughs> just to, you know, kids are kids, and just to throw your friend out the window, let's test this out. <laughs> There's so many things if you break it down. Yeah. I'm still back at how the... The girl, the the stewardess or the waitress, just wasn't phased at Batman and Robin are dining in for dinner. You know what I mean? It's, it's I just, never a concern. There's no. It's not even a flash. You know. Have, Have you guys read the um, Red Catwoman comics? Yeah. Some. Some. Yeah. She no. has her own run. Yes. Yeah. There's been a couple Selena's of series. Selena's big score, and um, there was a couple of other ones. I haven't read them yet, but I've, I've just heard that they're very good. Yeah, she's an interesting character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that in the comics, Batman and Catwoman have just gotten engaged. I believe this is the thing that's happening. Right. Haven't right. read it myself. Wedding of the year. It's on. Wedding of the year. Now, there was a really interesting scene where you had Batman and Robin pulling up with the Batmobile out front of the building. Batman yes. is running up to the building and he goes straight to the meter to put in, I think it was five cents is yeah. the standard cut rate there. Now, Robin was questioning the idea of, do we really need to pay for parking here? Like, no police officer is going to give the Batmobile a ticket. Now, Batman said the money that they put in goes towards funding Gotham Roads. But immediately, I just thought about my friend Zach over here. Zach. Yes. You drive a Batmobile around. And I've been par- and I've had a parking fine, which <laughs> turned out quite funny. Okay, how did this happen? Run us through. Well, the f- the first, when that Batmobile pulled up, no one cared. If you see the scene, everyone's on their their acting routes, and no one even cared the Batmobile turned up. I was so upset. I would imagine because <laughs> you not turn all- up photos. Well, What's going on? Zach brought his Batmobile, and we're going to talk about it in depth in a second. But he drove his Batmobile into the dock here at SBS. We just went around the corner to check like a parking possibility for him. When we came back, I saw six SBS staffers walking around, all taking photos with their phones. So I'd imagine on a busy street, it's, you've got some hardcore attention. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, uh, while we're on the parking fine thing, yeah. so yeah, I understand with Batman where the where the money goes. I don't, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I was doing this job for a girl that, um, you know, she, things weren't going great for her. So I said, I'll come pick you up from school one day and organize with the school. And I parked out the front because she's, you know, uh, it's on a big hill and she's, you know, n- not in the best condition, let's say. So like health issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pulled up out the front so all the friends would see her get in the car, you know. She was very excited and and pulled off. And about two weeks later, I get a fine in the mail, um, four points and x amount of dollars because i was parked in a nurse stopping zone in school now your batmobile is roadworthy yes like it's got license plates on it and everything do you get charged the same amount of money with a parking fine as like a regular car or is there some sort of like everything's the same minus insurance yeah yeah so that's that's the thing that's hefty Uh, Okay, let's talk about this. So you have built a replica 1989 Batmobile. Yep. Okay, this is a fully roadworthy car. And if people want to see photos, we will have it on the website so you can take a look at it. 
But this is a proper Batmobile car. Yeah. The first time I ever saw you, I was I'd moved to Sydney after living in Brisbane for a whole bunch of years. We moved down. My partner, she had moved down a few months before me. She decided she wanted to live around the Camden area of New South Wales because her workplace is near there. So it's very easy for her, less so for me because I'm generally working near the city. But like I'm there the second day and Camden, it's not like it's a remote regional area by any means. There's a lot of suburbia, there's shopping centers, there's trains that go out there. Like it's a proper suburban type thing. We have a country show too. That's amazing. Yeah. But it is far removed enough to have a country show. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm there. there. Yep. I'm feeling despondent in life because I'm wondering what on earth I've done. Like I'm living out in this weird regional place. And then suddenly I'm parked some traffic lights. I look out my left like side window and I see the Batmobile go flying past me. And suddenly I felt okay in the world. Like everything just seemed right to me. Well, Batman's looking out for you. So this is about three and a bit years ago. Like, had you had the Batmobile for much longer before then? Like, what were the origins of building a Batmobile? Because you made this guy very have, happy. Why do you yeah. have a Batmobile? So it was probably the first movie that really something clicked in me because it was the 89 film that this car's from. So I was four or five. And the Batmobile was the same in the 89 and Batman Returns. So. Similar, similar, yeah. yeah. There's some differences like the 89's a little bit wider. They made the 92's so they could fit into a container to send them, you know, wherever they needed to go. Um, but, yeah. And there's a diff few different gadgets, but... But the 89 um, one you felt the affinity for? Well, it was the movie that just, like, scared me. There was nothing like it before. Uh, and I'm like any kid, I had all the toys. I either wanted to be Batman or a cowboy, you know, so I had <laughs> the two, you know, the, yeah. the, the two ends of the spectrum there. So if you'd gone the other way, you could have come here on a horse today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dressed like John Wayne. Mm. And that probably wouldn't have been as interesting. But I grew up and I, I had this affinity for making things and my grandfather was a mechanical engineer. So when you get to that age, you know, like 17, 18, you think you, you know, I didn't think you knew anything. And I started getting in my early twenties. I was like, geez, this guy's learned a few things. And we built some, some cars and I just wanted to build a Batmobile. I was like, let's, let's do something extreme, something that I, I had sort of an idea of, of that I could use it as a tool to give back. I got that from him, that, that philanthropy where, you know, it's, it's so rewarding to be able to help out people. And I managed to find some original parts in a Hollywood auction, tracked them down and bought them. I had enough that I could scale the car out at that stage. So what sort of parts are we talking about there? So they, when they made the original car, there's only one original 89, they made some molds and some excess parts. So if they did crash the car in filming, they could quickly put a nose on and keep going or, you know, refiberglass a wing in, that sort of stuff. So I managed to track a few of those parts down and with the help of my grandfather and my mum's partner, which is like my business partner now, we, we, we built this thing and got it street registered. And at, and at that stage, I think there's a couple around now worldwide, but it was the only fully street registered one. So it, it was out of a passion yeah. for the movie, but you planned to take kids around or, yeah. or show up to parties and yeah. do that kind of thing. And was that the thought initially? Like, because essentially if I saw some things in a Hollywood auction, like I wouldn't be thinking that far down the track to it, it, justify the, it. The, the seeds sort of got planted for me. It was like, I remember thinking for my former, I was like, if I could have any car in the world, what would it be? And that was my favorite car. And it still is my favorite car. And I just thought, you know, you're like, you know, 15, 16, you don't know how things work. I rang Warner Brothers Movie World and said, what would it take? You know, I didn't say what would it take. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> hi, you know, 
I wanted to get the Batmobile to take me to my form and they just laughed at me. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that plan of the seed. Yeah, and then I'd built some really cool cars and some motorcycles and then thought I was up for the challenge. And now this thing is just like, this thing's incredible. Like it's, I mean, it's not exactly screen accurate because it's street registered, but I mean, it's like 600 horsepower. It shoots fire. Um, I mean, I've got 40,000 Ks in the car. Like it doesn't muck around. And have, you, have you gone on road trips with it? Or yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I've been most states in Australia. Had office to go overseas. Never done the overseas thing, but um, it's that'd sort be of, pretty expensive, I guess. Yeah, hugely expensive. And like, where do you leave it? There's so much yeah. logistic stuff with it. But got the car finished, not registered. And I built a trailer for it. Sorry, how long did it take you to build the car? About a year. It only took me about a year to make it look like a Batmobile. Yeah. And then, and I'm sorry, also, how old were you? Because you're not, like, because I wasn't too sure how old you'd be when you turned up. Yeah, most people yeah. expect some old guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I started, I was early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a mechanic no, by trade no, at all? No, I've got oh. a diploma in economics. That's it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I've got, you know, like, if your dad's a electrician, you kind of grow up knowing a few things about, right, okay. you know, and that was like that with my grandfather. I always knew how to weld. Um <laughs> Grind. I, I'm, I'm, I don't have much mechanical mind, but I'm very good at drawing things, so I can kind of express how I want things in, you know, in in that way. But this thing just like took off. Like I was just doing charity work when it wasn't registered, trailering it to kids that weren't very well, and probably shouldn't have done it. But I'd drive around their neighbourhood a little bit, you know, with the with the whole whole get up and. It sort of just grew from there. Like, it just went nuts. Okay, so things you do now, obviously, you do a fair bit of charity work. So yes, I've seen yep. you pull up to, like, a few schools and that kind of thing over the last few years. Yep. Uh, what else sort of, like, what else do you do? So charity work, you were saying earlier you do, like, weddings? Yeah, and... weddings, formal. So I'm, like... And you are dressed as Batman. Legit, yeah, the full character, too. From the beginning, did you all, were you always dressed as Batman? Or is it more no. about the car, just showing up and showing people the yeah, car? Yeah, it was, it was that, and then okay. it evolved, you know, like, an, and then I was in, like, an Australian Batman and that didn't performing. work. And then I... So it wasn't Australian it. Batman like the Australian flag as part of the costume? Yeah, but... well, the Australian accent Batman. Okay. So that's kind of weird. And then you realize how savvy kids are, like your young fella. Right. You know, like he picks up on things, like if the shoes aren't right. Yeah, yeah. So then I bought like a $10,000 Batman suit. So it had to be the best. So I was running around with like this Ruby's. I shouldn't even bring their name in because they make the most rubbish suits ever. But I, I had like this costume maker make me like the most amazing suit. And then evolved it like a studying character. The accent went to American. Um, <laughs> and I learned like magic tricks and like, and then I've sort of, so my character is like a hybrid of the Lego Batman for kids and then like the Keaton style. Your performance? You yeah. Mean? Okay. Well, it's, yeah. The, like you say performance, but it's from the moment I get there, you know, it's it's on. And I'm very shy, but when I'm Batman, it's like anything goes like I have so much fun <laughs> As this character is so strange, I, and I've developed a split personality. Weird enough, it's probably not a good thing. But <laughs> now, this know. the suit, um, which is on your website, Batmo, yep. BatmobileAustralia.com. Uh, it looks like there's a little bit of Christian Bale, but also maybe George Clooney in there. Is that yeah. possible? That it, or is it very def definitively from one era of Batman? No, it's not. It's so I've got the Michael Keaton suit. But that's a one piece, so you're in it all day, you're done, yeah. you know, and you can't drive and you can't turn your neck, any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Originally, I asked them, I said, how do you drive? How did they film in this? And they cut one in half, a Batmobile in half, and would film in from the side. But for, you know, the stunt driving, you know, they'd have a stunt driver. 
But mine's so a two-piece, so I can at least take the top off to drive, and then my neck, I can turn my neck, which okay. is like a legit, it comes up in the dark night. You know? Right, yeah, yeah. You want about a reverse park? And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's 100% true. That's amazing. Now, when I go sort of past, usually McDonald's car parks, there'll be people sort of late at night and like sort of souped up cars. Yeah. And I've always got like a few girls around who just seem very excited by the cars happening. You've got a Batmobile. That's a pretty unique car. Do you get much attention from the ladies as a result? It's it's an icebreaker. That's yeah. what it is. It's like perception is everything. So you see this thing. I'm trying to put myself in a girl's mind. <laughs> you see Good this luck. thing and you're like... This girl, this guy obviously doesn't take himself too seriously, yeah. which is like probably a good thing. The second thing is that like it looks really cool, so there's like there's that, and then you, you've got a, a conversation starter there. But you pick up way more guys and girls, you know. If, if, if but but um, it is very surprising. Like I've got some other cool cars, and girls do not care. But this thing, it's like yeah, it's um, it's it's surprising, especially older women. Something clicks in them, especially when I'm in the suit. It's like you probably know with your daddy blogging, you get some interesting comments. But it's like something just triggers in like the older lady. Okay, now your current girlfriend. Think about she, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Your current girlfriend. Did she know about the Batmobile before you met her? No. Okay, so how does that come up in conversation? And I say this because I do a Batman podcast and, like, my partner, she wants nothing to do with me or the same. podcast. yep. So is this the same with the Batman? It's so wasted on her, all this stuff. <laughs> like, we've got the, you know, been invited to the premiere next week. Um, we get to do so all this the amazing... Justice League premiere. Yeah, yeah, the Justice League yeah. premiere. And she's so not into it, which is probably kind of good in some aspect because yeah, she's be there for the, the, the right way. But when we first met... I went to primary school with her, but she was a few years younger than me, so she kind of knew knew me and that sort of stuff. But I just had motorcycles. I was, you know, trying to do the James Dean thing. So she found that cool. And then I said, um, you know, I want to build the Batmobile, and she's like, oh yeah, 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 that's okay. And then had no idea what the, what it entailed. That means like you're not going to get your dream house. You're not probably we're not you know we've been together eight years. We're not married. Um, so all this sort of stuff. Have has you been ever sacrificed had, because, you know, old Zach wants to keep building Batmobiles. Have you ever had fights where she's screamed, you're married to that Batmobile, but you won't marry me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's never gone that below okay. the belt before. Right, good, good. She's never good. gone there. Because there's some things you can say that you just can't take back. <laughs> and that's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a, a couple of issues of legalities. Yes. Uh, so, first of all, licensing. Uh, yep. Warner Brothers, who are oh, in the yeah, right. trademarks for Batman, are they yeah, cool DC. with this? Uh, initially, no. So, I got permission to build the car, and they were cool with that because I got some of the original parts, and I could show them some of the other things that I'd made. Then, once it, they didn't realize how much interest would be involved in this. Like I started to do a couple of videos and they're getting a few million hits and then they're like, hang on a sec. Because up until them in their mind, they're probably just thinking, well, he's just like some weird guy in Australia yeah. who's building a car. Yeah. 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 And then like that's uh, definitely. Um, so then I got a call from, and it came from Burbank. Um, I won't say their names. And they were like, hang on, what's going on here? You know, because I started to do the odd birthday party and, you know, it was starting to get some momentum and, you know, with social media and all sort of stuff. So they were very worried about what Batman could say to kids. It's obviously a very protected character. You know, you just, things I just won't say, you know, as, you know, 
as as the character of Batman. You, you can't be inappropriate in any way. I'd go into your mother's purse and get me five dollars. Yeah, yeah, say stuff yeah. Like and that. Superman's even worse. But um, <laughs> so they got to know me and. It got very expensive with solicitors back and forth on what I can and can't do, and now it's just case by case. Um, but they're they're really good to deal with. Like I've got a contact here in Australia that I ring them and and have a chat to them about what I've got upcoming, and then they sort of yes or no it. But um, there was stuff like they just wanted to, you know, I had to be a right height. I could do the what? accent, yeah, like because Batman's over six foot, so that was important. Oh. And my question to them was like, why aren't these guys that go to kids' parties dressed as Batman, you know, why, why, why is there no heat on them? And the argument was when you turn up, it is so legitimate that, oh. that people don't know the difference. They think that we're definitely affiliated with Warner Brothers. Um, I see. So it was that kind of, you know, if you say something wrong, it comes straight back on us. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting, the whole licensing thing. Star Wars is even worse with Disney. Disney are like next level um but with me they're they're pretty cool like i've got you know i've got no criminal history i've never had anyone complain about what i do and you know like i think to date i've done like a hundred wishes for make a wish there's i don't know how much money there's been raised and it's all in the good spirit of what batman is and and what the car can do for people and so there's no videos of batman getting hammered at some pub no, in the no, middle of nowhere. I don't drink, no, I don't drink or any of that stuff. Yeah, just protect up. myself. I've been approached by certain people that have some celebrity and I won't go near it because they've got their connotation of whatever, you know. So I'm trying, you know, I try and protect it as much as I can and I, like, I, and I love it and there's like a responsibility with it for sure. Now, obviously, this is a full Batmobile. So you go out on the streets driving it. Yep. So you put up to SBS and I had to chase you around the building <laughs> and take you into the dock earlier. Um, there's some logistical issues. So I was thinking about the fact that you don't drink, which means, well, don't drink in a Batmobile, which means that you probably haven't had a cheeky cheeseburger through a McDonald's uh, drive-through. Only, down, only downside. It, will, it won't fit. It's too yeah. wide. Yeah, it's too long and as well, too, I'd imagine. too low, yeah. Like yeah. I've got to find a Macca's that I can get through. They're awesome, though. If they see it pull up, they'll come out and take my order. It's amazing. <laughs> the first time I knew I was onto something, like a, a, a quick story, they invited me up to do some stuff for Make-A-Wish in the early days, and I just got the car registered, and I'd got it taken to Brisbane, and I was driving down to the Gold Coast, and I could hear this horrible noise. I was like, what is this noise? So I've, I haven't had the car at 100 k's an hour yet, so I've pulled over, opened the hood, and the news helicopter being chasing me down the freeway. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, and at that stage, I didn't know. So I got to SeaWorld and all the news crews turned up. I was like, oh, something's going on. Something's going on here. <laughs> and they're like, uh, they come up to me. They're like, what's going on? And I was like, um, I was like, oh, I've just got something going on here with, with Make-A-Wish. And they're like, um, do you mind if you do a story? And then I clicked that they're here to chat to me. I said, how did you know I was here? And they said the news, obviously the news helicopter had chased you down the freeway and followed me all the way in to SeaWorld. And from that moment on... Because how long ago was this? This would have been 2012, I think. Yeah, so like you were probably right across Twitter that afternoon. Yeah, it was was like, it, it was nuts. And there's not many people that I think can chase their life back to like a moment where it all changes. You know, I was like in real estate hating my life. You know, I had this project that was just fun and taken annual leave as they called it to, <laughs> to, to run off and be Batman and stuff and and then that moment it just just changed um, that's amazing yeah I've done the American Today show that was another really that I, I got up in the morning because I thought you know the vanity in me was like I'll check my social media and yeah, I right. probably got so many emails and my phone didn't work I was like what's going on <laughs> like I, did, I 
sure I charged it. Went into Telstra and I had 15,000 emails that night. So it shut wow. my phone down. Amazing. And then it was just on, you know. I, was, I would think that Warner Brothers would want to be in business with you. Well, I don't, I don't really run probably... it as a business. But if, oh, if someone was that way inclined, they could do it. Okay. Um, but, they, you know, Justice League's going to clear a billion dollars. Like, they don't care about, yeah, yeah, right. I guess. about me. But the, 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 the thing to keep in mind with, because uh, it comes from DC Comics, and yeah. the comics community generally, there's a lot of fan ownership of these kinds of things. So I think just the business practices of the organization is that every so often they just let these things sort of skirt past. It's not... Right, right, right. Because they know that if they go after it, it's bad publicity, and it cuts into the fandom of which supports a yeah. lot of this. So yeah. you don't do you deal with Comic-Con at all, or uh, show up to... Uh, uh, yeah, I do Supernova. That was like... Uh, uh, um, I started with those guys. I've never done the Comic Cons here in Australia. It, it always seems to be on a bad weekend, or they call me last minute. Okay. The first time I did Supernova, turned up with this Batmobile, and they're like, "Yeah, cool, this is great." And the, one of the organisers like, "Oh, you know, Superman's coming out. Do you want to meet Zack Snyder?" I was like, "Yeah, I'd love to." He's like, "We'll be here at this time." So I came back the next day, and it's like a two-hour trip for me. So I was like, "Oh, you know, I've dragged my girlfriend in." She's like, who's this guy? I was like, he's not directors, like my favorite movie, one of my favorite movie, Watchmen, and all this stuff. So I've gotten out the backstage, and they're like, um, this girl's come up to me, and she's like, uh, hi, how are you? I said, hi, I'm Zach. Um, you know, nice to meet. You. And she's like, can I get you a water or anything? I was like, yeah, water would be great. And I'm, this is my like kind of first experience with the Batmobile. I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. I got a Batmobile. Of course, she wants to get me a water. <laughs> so she's like, she's like five minutes. So I was like, yeah, five minutes is fine. So five minutes comes, she grabs me, puts me on stage. And then you hear in the side ground, that's not Zack Snyder. And I was like, yeah, I know I'm not Zack Snyder. So she's like screaming at me to get off the stage. And then he's coming behind um, and walks, you know, with his entourage. So if I ever meet him, I'll tell him that story. But um, That's fantastic. She, yeah, she's like, she still, you know, still hates me to this day, this girl. And I've gotten to know her because I've done five or six now. But, um, yeah, funny. That's so funny. I as someone who um, dons the cowl yeah. and drives around in a Batmobile, what do you feel like you have? I, well, I assume you have some special insight into what it feels like to be Batman, and that Batman as a character would mean something special to you. Definitely, as I was saying, I've developed that dual personality. Yeah. And when you put this thing on, that's why I laugh at some of this stuff when we watched in the episode there, where where he sits down to have dinner with Robin, and the you know, it's just you just can't do anything normal as Batman. It's one thing when you see someone dressed up, but when you see with the car, it's like pandemonium. It's um, it's nuts. Like to have it all the time would be horrible. You become such a good person, like being able to read people very well. You can see when someone's getting brave, when they want to, they're going to, to do something stupid or they want to jump on the car, and you learn not to pretend fight with kids because they don't know when to stop. You know what I mean? Like there's just lots of things that get picked up. But um, do you feel like a hero? No, it's like being famous. You can get away with things like you can walk up and take a kid's ice cream that you don't know. You know, like you can do things that as yourself, sometimes I forget that I'm not dressed up and go up and start mucking around taking a kid's popcorn or um, you, you can immediately go up and talk to someone because their wall's down straight away. They see, they, oh, it's Batman. You know what I mean? So there's already a relationship there. You're not, you're not dealing with a stranger, even though I'm a complete stranger to someone. That wall's down. Amazing. It is unbelievable. And then you've got the alter ego of no one knows who you are. Yeah. So you've got this, like even with the town I live in, I hear so many stories about, you know, things that I get up to, but no one knows it's me. It's right. like the perfect level. 
of so in a way you are is, a kind you are batman yeah there's like and there's people that i've met that have some celebrity and i've met them as batman and i've been at an event or whatever and i was like i should say something you know because we had a good to- good time together so and they've just broke down or they're like, I wonder what you look like. I've just, I just, <laughs> you know, like it goes down. It's sort of a dark path there, but a I'm funny path. Okay. So in terms of the fact you are in this roadworthy Batmobile, yeah. how do you like get a, you know, what, what are the police thinking when you're driving down the highways in terms of getting it registered? What do you have to do? So initially I, I got not hassled, but people would, the police would pull me over all the time and check my paperwork and whatever. And so what's the paperwork do you need? Um, I've, I've got all my engineer certificates. So everything on the car has passed some sort of a test. Yeah. You know, because they're like, oh, you know, I don't know, guys that are into cars, they put 20-inch wheels on their car and they get hassled because that's not didn't come from factory. Mm. But everything on my car was made and tested. So like a new car would come out. So initially I got, you know, not hassled, but just, you know, you see a Batman, you're going to pull it over. Um, <laughs> and then I, I've, I've developed a really good relationship with them being involved in the wishes every year i do their open days so i go to the police stations and do all that stuff so most of them probably know you by now yeah yeah Yeah. and like even like probably two years ago now i had a funny one i got pulled up and i was like yeah you know whenever there's a policeman you get pulled up so he's he's pulled me over and he didn't look too happy and i said you know how are you officer and he goes you owe me fifty dollars i was like what do you mean owe you fifty dollars he went there was an accident about six months ago in the city uh, and he explained the situation. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Uh, and I, I, he got there and he said, what caused the accident? He said, um, the person's like, there was a someone in f- front stopped immediately and started taking photos of this Batmobile and I hit them up the backside. <laughs> and he went, what do you mean, like a Lamborghini? He's like, no, like a Batmobile. And he's like, oh, he goes, 50 bucks when you see this car, you go, it's the Batmobile. And then, you know, he was passing this story on. And I was like, yeah, I remember that accident because you, you create a lot of accidents. Yeah. Um, and have iPads you, out the windows on the freeway, and wow. have you been in an accident with that? No, I've I've had a friend guide me into a park bench, but no, I've <laughs> I've never been in Touchwood. I've never had an accident. Uh, now, in terms of um, other like, there's no other Batmobiles out on the streets, so it must be incredibly no. hard to build one of these. There's things. a '66 near me actually, really, but he never gets it out. It's just a real wealthy guy. He's got a bunch of cars and just just never gets it out. Okay, we're gonna have to talk to that guy yeah, as well. I can pass yeah. on. He's not gonna come in. He's gonna go give me a million. You know, so <laughs> it's SPS. Yeah, we don't have yeah, that. Yeah, so he's cool though. But yeah, it's this, there's a couple out there. That is phenomenal. No, um, I only got the only one. Uh, 89, myself in Movie World. Yeah. I've got the two 89s. Now, there's a guy in Brisbane who has a DeLorean of which yes. he sort of kitted out with a few of the, um, I guess, sort of second iterations of the DeLoreans yep. from the Back to the Future movies with the Mr. Fusion yep. sort of on the back of it. Have you ever, like, hung out with those guys? Like, sure, there's other, like, yeah. Movie vehicle enthusiasts. Probably the best thing about having, having a Batmobile is, is meeting people. Like I get yeah. to meet you guys. You know, I've got a really good friend who has a DeLorean in Sydney. He's got flux and number plates. He has an LS2 in it, so a six-liter V8. He just swapped a crappy V6 out, and he's, this thing is amazing. Because the DeLorean's not a good car. No, and he's turned it into the most amazing car. And how we met, he was out my way, and I could see this car from a distance, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what is this coming down the road? And then I saw Please him. Please tell me you were in a Batmobile yes. when you saw it. So I forgot I'm in a Batmobile. So this guy's <laughs> going mental because like, he's like, oh, my God, a Batmobile. And I'm going mental because it's like a sick DeLorean. Like, um, I'll, I'll, I'll have to put up some pictures so people can see how amazing this guy. He actually worked on something for Spielberg. Like, this guy's incredible. 
So we had this amazing fan moment and then that bond, we've just been friends ever since. He's actually in SEMA at the moment over in America. But, Sorry, what's um, SEMA? SEMA's like the world's best car show. Okay. Like it's just, you know, Ferraris with body kits and just crazy stuff. Uh, another guy helps me out on the odd wish. He's got like the Herbie, the actual screen used Monte Carlo, Carlo oh, wow. Herbie. Um, he's really cool and there's a few really cool, like the Mad Max, you know, the Mad Max stuff. And Are you a huge Batman nerd with other stuff? Like, do you have all the comics? Do you have all the, like, is it, does it, is it your whole life? No, no, like, no, I, I love it. Like, I'm, I'm more of an Elvis fan than a Batman fan. <laughs> Obsessed with Elvis, but uh, I've got a lot of stuff and these things snowball because that's what people get you. When you've got a Batmobile, yeah, people sure. get you that for Christmas, Batman yeah. related stuff. Right. Like, I love it, but I've got tons of passions, like cars, okay. anything like that rolls, explodes or makes noise. Okay. Fascinated. Now, it's expensive to keep this thing running. Yeah. Okay, so I'm assuming that insurance is probably one of the big costs. Yeah. 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 Uh, can I ask how much your slug with? <laughs> is it embarrassing to say out loud? Yeah. Before yeah. I was 30, it was well into five figures. Ooh. Yeah. Five yeah. figures? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, you think what it's worth. Like, I don't know. I've, 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 I'm sure people are interested. I had a guy turn up um, a few months ago. He rang me on the phone. He said, will you sell the car? I said, no, I'm not interested. He said, can we at least meet and we'll talk about some stuff? So he turned up. He said, will you take a million for the car? And oh. I was like, no. Wow. And, I ha- and, and he said, well, a million for the car, my motorcycle and my suit. And I was like, no. And he said, will you take 1.2? And I said, no. And then he had a check already written for 1.5. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, Whoa. hugely life-changing. I thought I could donate a good chunk of this away. But then I spoke to my pop and he's like, Kids don't want money. They want an experience. And you're yeah. going to keep doing this stuff, right? And I was like, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. it's It was like crazy. Like it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, you know, I could buy a Lambo and maybe still do this thing, but it's not going to be the same. And I'm never going to get this car back. I yeah, could build no. another one possibly, but it's not going to be like original stuff on it. Is it is it more? Well, I guess the movie that particular movie was more meaningful to you than the Christian Bale ones. It's not like you want to build a one of those tumbler yeah. things. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm started on that one. Oh, you have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I've started on the tumbler, but a four seater. So because that's these things you learn and you evolve them. So the downside with the eighty nine, only got one seat. So right. with the tumbler, it's only got one seat as well originally. But I could there's room to make it a four seater. So you can take mum, dad, kid, and they feel more comfortable. Whereas I've had to really train myself to be able to break people down quickly when it's just me and them. Right. Um, Do you have the resources to make um, like a bat wing or something? Like one of those planes? Helicopter? Yeah, I could do it. Oh, my God. (laughs) I could do it. Okay, so you're looking at doing the Tumblr. Tumblr, I presume because you just think the films. Yes, and I and I think that's my second favorite car. Okay, so once you build the tumbler, once you build the Batwing, which is obviously going to have it at some stage in your life, <laughs> Batcopter. Do you start going backwards and do like the '66 Batmobile and that kind of thing? There's there's a company called Fiberglass Freaks, and they do a '66 replica, like a licensed one. Yeah. So it doesn't things that have already been made don't it doesn't interest interest you. me that oh, much. Right. You yeah. know, like people have made the tumbler, but like not to the level that I want to do it. Like I want to. It's got to go. I'm going to make it so the bike parks on the roof, you know, like make it extreme as possible. So things that are being done, you know, I, I would just hate to build a 66 and go, oh, you know, you buy that. 
like, no. Yeah, right. Have you gone to the effort of actually checking out some of the real vehicles? So I was in the US a few months ago and I saw, like, they've got this big, uh, like, studio at Warner Brothers where they've got all the Batmobiles, like, all the, like, legitimate vehicles. Have you ever checked that out? No, I've been invited to do it, but with the way things are, like, if I've got a wedding and that sort of stuff, I can't cancel on people. Like, I'm going to have to take a chunk of time not to do anything and then go. Like, I'm, I'm at this point where I'm launching, a like, a supercar and I'm hoping in, to do the trip to at least meet Jay Leno and some of those guys. Yeah, because he's a big car guy. Yeah, and yeah, I'm hoping to get my foot in that door. And I've made some amazing friends through social media through having this car. Like there's a, a lady in L.A. called Bat Venador, and she's got an Aventador, two Aventadors, that she's got the Batman like decals on. And she what's, does what's an Aventador? A Lamborghini Aventador. So it's oh, the right. latest V12 Lambo. So okay. a million two here, million one point two here for a. She's got two of them, okay. and she goes to the hospital. So you develop this kinship with certain people that have these crazy toys that just want to share them with people. But I would love to do the tour. It's it's from what I've seen, it's amazing. I've, I've my key ring in my car's from the someone got me it. Yeah, it's from the studio tour. And that's fantastic. You just walk into this room and it's every vehicle. And yeah, yeah I had a huge smile on my face. Was, awesome. Yeah. Hey, I've made an offer on the Forever Batmobile at Warner Brothers at yeah. Movie World, but they the one from Batman Forever. Yeah, I've, yeah. Oh, Was that I don't, very different? Yeah, it's the it's massive wing. It's got the yeah. blue neon. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. it's kind of got the lights sort of within it yeah. when it's on the sides. It'd be hard to get registered because you kind of like a nine-meter wing coming out the back. But <laughs> That's there'd right. be things, I, I would just have it and, you know, kids could come to my house, whatever. That sounds really weird. <laughs> I would just be able to have it so people could enjoy it, you know, and look after it for the next person. Because that's all we really do. Sorry, that's a question as well. You deal with a lot of kids. Do you have yeah. to have like a blue card for that? Yeah, you just working with children, yeah. you know. But I try never ever to put myself in a position where it will come back on me. Like I always make sure there's a parent around because mm. you, just, you just don't know. You've got to try and protect yourself in this day and age. But even just comfortable for the kids, mm. you know, if, if the parent is comfortable enough to leave the kid in the car with me, I'll set up a GoPro or have their phone on FaceTime. So there's always that, Yeah, yeah, sure. you know, you know, being a dad, you just can't trust anyone, can you? You know what I mean? Like, even though their wall's down when they meet me and there's this background, they can see the, yeah, the yeah. word of mouth, I just wouldn't want to put myself in that position. Yeah. Um, and how much of your time is being taken up with this? Is this every weekend for you? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you've, yeah. Got a, you've got a beard. Yeah. You can't tell about from the podcast, obviously. Yeah. You're just shaving that off? No, so, no. Well, Batman's... Batman's there's got some, a beard? There's some variations where Batman has a beard, yeah. Especially when he gets older, he's got a beard. Ben Affleck runs the stubble. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm assuming that your favorite Batman is Michael Keaton. Is that part? Is that it? Best Bruce Wayne is Bale. Best Batman's Keaton. That's oh, how I, I like that. I like that. No one, well, not on the episodes I've, I've been involved with, has someone split it up like that before. But Bruce Wayne, I mean, Bruce Wayne's way more interesting character than, than, than Batman. I find it the the scenes in the movies where they've gotten Bruce Wayne right is so much more interesting than than Batman. Well, the Batman's Batman kind of one note, right? Because he's yeah. just fighting, yeah. or uh, yeah, he's on or a in the shadows or something. But the, you know, to to have that two personality to try and fool yeah. everybody to to try and you know, or you know, he's in a cool car or or fraternizing with women that sort of stuff. But where the Dark Knight and Christopher Nolan got it so right was that character. Yeah, right. we could go on forever. Hey, it's so interesting. <laughs> As we do every week on this podcast, we like to consider what we've learned from Batman this week. 
Uh, Zach, you're our guest. What have you learned from Batman? In in the episodes? In the episodes or just in life generally. I mean, you've got a lot more wide Batman exposure than most of us. I, I would say that everyone needs to have a little bit of Batman as far as a ca- in their character or at least have an alter ego. Like having an alter ego is the best. I've got like four of them. Yeah. Why is that? Because you, there's a freedom to it. When you, no one knows who you are, you know what I mean? You can say what you think or feel or or or, do, or what you want to do in that moment, you know? Like there's, there's, there's just something so free about it. So it has it. to be a masked alter ego. Yes. That's what we learned from Batman. Wow. A secret identity. <laughs> That's a powerful lesson. Yeah. I don't know if I will ever be able to fully experience that because I don't, I just don't have a, a mask that I can wear. Next time you go to like a fancy dress, go or Halloween, go and that extreme that, yeah. that no one knows it's you. Yeah. 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 At your next party, think maybe Batman and not Eyes Wide Shot. Right. Oh, right. can I come to that one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, what have you learned from Batman this week? Um, uh, there's uh, so many things. Uh, don't look into directly into the sun because it can oh, burn right. your retinas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Good information. Um, Take that on board. Uh, it turns out that uh, Batman and Robin keep getting escaping from all their predicaments because their hearts are pure. Yep. I didn't realize that. My main lesson, though, is you don't call Catwoman baby. That's an excellent lesson. Um, I learned a whole bunch from this week. Um, I learned that good grammar is essential yep. easily. I learned that gossip columnists aren't taken out to lunch. Mm. Twice he got rejected, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. He ordered maybe the most disgusting sandwich I've ever heard in that uh, in that uh, drugstore diner, whatever thing. Yeah, look, roast that's... beef on white with mayonnaise, extra mayo. It sounded awful. Yeah, I'm not ordering lunch with that guy. No. I think maybe the most important lesson that I learned from this week, and I think we've all learned, be prepared. Yeah. You never know what's going to come along. Just be like a Boy Scout. Absolutely. Yeah. Account for every possibility. Zach, thank you so much for coming in. Like, this has legitimately been the most fun interview I think I've ever yeah, done. Fantastic. Thank yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Batmobile. Yeah. Uh, now, people can find you online. You've got a website and a Facebook page. Where do they find both? Uh, my Instagram's Batmobile Australia, and my website's BatmobileAustralia.com. And there's some links as well to make a wish for donation stuff. I find if people want to inquire and they've got like a really cool story and they're trying to do something really fun, I'm totally up for it. But try and be creative if you want me to try and come along to something. <laughs> Thanks, you know. If you ring me and you're not excited, it's not going to happen. I wish I'd been more excited than that email that I sent you. I was no, it's good. Batman land. Yeah. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Zach, thanks so much for coming in. We really appreciate it. Uh, Nick, very briefly, you're on the Twitter, right? I am. I'm at Hateful Hussy. Oh. That's how I'm at, at Nick Bassi. Yes. Uh, B-H-A-S-I-N. That's right. Yeah. People can find me at the Dan Barris on Twitters. Uh, but folks, you've been listening to the Batman Land podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, leave a review. It does help other people find it. So leave it on Apple Podcasts or whatever your podcast platform of choice is. And if you're discussing the show online, hashtag Batman Land helps further the conversation. We'll be back next week with episode three. We're talking to our culture and film critic Luke Buckmaster. Same Catland time, same Catland channel. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.